So, last time, our heroes, Don Rhodes, Jeremiah Bosco, and Johannes Sims, got a job to investigate a series of murders being investigated in Baltimore. Surprise, surprise. But uh, this particular series of murders was done using what looks like to be shards of mirrors, cutting people down to the bone. And what they ended up discovering was an elven therapist by the name of Fairchild, formerly of Summer, uh, has been hiring Bloody Mary or binding Bloody Mary or at the very least has been using Bloody Mary in one way or another to kill humans that have magical abilities. Um, so far they are aware of two victims. Both were unregistered mages, but both were uh, either clients of his or, you know, connected to a client of his. And so Jeremiah has decided that he's going to try and summon Bloody Mary to talk to her and find out what the hell's going on. And that's where we open it up, basically just right afterwards. Uh, I believe you guys picked up Dawn to go to the bookshop after banishing Bloody Mary out from the car. Yeah, that was the last thing that happened. Yeah, Jeremiah uh, banished Bloody Mary out of his car and went to go pick up Dawn. Yes, I was in the backseat of the car when we stopped, I believe. All right, so what do? Well, we drive straight over to the shop and I encourage everyone to uh, not make any side stops until we get there. Uh, okay, you're driving, buddy. One one thing I learned from reading the rules is that uh, effects from use magic are only really supposed to last about half an hour to an hour or so. So getting to the getting to the bookstore is probably as soon as possible is in everyone's best interest. But I've got to stop and use the bathroom. <laughs> we have bathroom at home. <laughs> All right, yeah, so uh, you arrive at the bookstore. So I know what Jeremiah is going to do. Uh, he's going to go start the ritual to summon Bloody Mary. What do the others want to do while he's doing that? Aside from using the bathroom. I'm just going to say that right now I'm going to start gathering the ingredients for the ritual. I'm not going to just get right into that without talking a few more things out. Okay. I mean, magic stuff is kind of completely out of my expertise. And it's only so. kind of vaguely within mine. I can go make a fucking shopping run if I need to, but outside of that... Uh... What else is there to do right now? I mean, there an, a completely appropriate response is uh, there is nothing, and you're, you're going to wait until the ritual has at least been prepared for. You could send a warning to uh, some of the other mages. I had the thought of what if I just fucking call up Harold James and be like, yo, um, Fairchild formerly of Summer. I mean, that's an option. You can also do that. Would anyone have a problem if I did that? As long as you don't let him know that I'm here. Just don't tell him you're certain about it. Like, don't put my 
them put the shop stamp of approval on this. Still got a few loose ends we got to figure out before we can say that. And yeah, I, I'm not going to send you the picture I took. I guess, although I guess I already sent it to you. Shit, shit never mind. <laughs> I just won't send it back to him. All right. Be, so yeah. yeah, mostly because I don't want to be responsible if they go out and decide to settle things themselves. Seems pretty reasonable. So yeah, I'll call Harold. Or All rather, right. I guess I'll call the local... Is he Ravens or Swarm? He's Ravens. Uh, okay. Ra- ravens were specifically... It was only Ravens at the... Um, at the... At Amanda's place at that time. Uh, okay. Usually... Usually the Ravens try to keep Swarm out of things going on in Baltimore as much as they possibly can. Sure. So... I'll call the local Raven's office. They must be in the phone book. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a way to contact them very easily. Um, you, know, you just have to dial 666 on the phone and you get the Ravens. I could give you his personal number. He didn't give it to me, but I have it. <laughs> okay, I was about to say he would not give you Uh... <laughs> You know what? I know, because then I have to deal with the fact that he knows that I have his personal phone number and he's going to like me less. All right. It's going to be slower your way. I know it's going to be slower. You're doing prep work right now. We have some time. Yeah, I'm just wandering around behind around the store holding, uh, I guess, the ritual components, just being an extra set of hands, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a lot of uh, chalk symbols to draw. Yeah. So here's also my question for you, Bobbin. Um, in order to summon Bloody Mary, you do need to have a few weird ingredients. Uh, you ha- have to have that mirror that is basically completely unblemished and very reflective um you have to have black candles that are personally blessed by a priest but your your magical laboratory your your magical laboratory allows you to have that they just you just do i'm not going to make you try and find those i think bobbin actually literally said last session that he had some yeah, like as an offhand yeah. line anyway. So that's no, no, perfect. no. Like that's because he has the magical laboratory. That's why I was allowing him to get away with that. Yeah. Um, what I do want to know is one of the weird ingredients that you need is a personal effect that you will need to destroy in order to summon Bloody Mary. Now, this you know that you're not going to have to destroy a personal effect every time you try to spell. Eventually, like when you when you get the spell correct, it will just be destroyed. What is that personal effect you want to destroy it with? My old razor. I've been growing a beard lately. Don't really need it anymore. Okay, yeah, that's fair. It, it doesn't say it has to be, like, meaningful or anything. It's just a personal thing you need to destroy. So then, Johannes, uh, you call the Raven's office and you basically get, you know, the uh, the person who's operating there. It's, it's, it's a lot like a 911 uh, 
phone line where if like you can call in like anonymous tips and such like that so if you want to like just give an anonymous tip to or like say hey i have this thing to give to harold james uh if you could pass that along for me that's fine uh they're they're less picky about people calling in for stuff like that than 911 is because they aren't anywhere near as busy because there's a lot less like you know supernatural stuff than um than you know mundane Murders. stuff so yeah plus so. it's a bit more like calling the police desk yeah rather than emergency services right there is an emergency service for the ravens for, for like supernatural stuff but this is not what you're calling yeah I am calling to talk to Harold in particular. I, I will ask dispatch for that rather than just passing a tip along. Okay. They go, uh, hold on a few moments, please. And you're put on hold for a couple of minutes. And uh, you hear eventually. I have a very important question, Colin. Yes. Do they have hold music? Yes, they do. Is it good? No, holding music is Fuck. never good. Hey, uh, incorrect. I incorrect. Actually, I have a question. I've never run into any hold music that is any good. Yes, Bobbin. Well, yeah, Johannes doesn't have a personal phone. So would you be using my phone for this or the store phone? Store phone. I mean, that's still probably going to show up uh, in his in uh, Harold's color ID. I don't... Why would they be directing it to his fucking cell phone? Man oh, has an is, office, this, right? Yeah, yeah, this is true. All right, um, it takes a couple minutes to uh, to to get an answer, but uh, he goes, James, James Sims. Okay. It, Johannes. Okay, okay, I got it. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. Hi, how you doing? If you're calling my work phone for a personal call, I'm going to hang up right now. I'm not. I'm trying to be cordial because we're talking about a murder investigation. I want to keep the mood a little high. Well, okay. Thing is, I'm kind of busy right now, so I don't really have time to for just informal talking. So if you have something to say, please say it. Yeah, okay, okay. So... We have a pretty good idea of what killed Holland. We have a pretty good idea of who is using that what to do it. Also a second victim of the same killer. What do you want in what order? Well, I'm pretty sure we already know who it, what is doing it. There's not a lot of M.O.s uh, like that. We've also known about the second victim for a while. We probably knew about him before you did. So, uh, the the last, the, that middle one, please. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Holland was seeing a therapist, and the second victim was a friend of somebody who's seeing that same therapist. Elf by the name of Fairchild, formerly of Summer. Okay, one of the assholes that got kicked out instead of just keep coming over. Got it. All right. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Also part of that extremist cell. Oh, fucking Christ. Okay. We will take this 
into consideration. We do also have a few other leads we have to follow up on, and of course, we are legally obligated to follow up on that, but we will take Fairchild into, you know, we'll, we'll throw his name in the lot as well. Uh, honestly, we've been suspecting that Reynolds Foundation might have had something to do with it, so if he is a part of the Reynolds Foundation, then that would put him in a pretty prime spot. Um, yeah, now of note, he is, uh, we think he might be wielding Bloody Mary. So, perhaps, perhaps uh, and you know, I'm sure you know, but just like have rock salt and cold iron implements if you do ever try to pick him up. Because I've, I haven't ever like exchanged words with the guy, but if he is unstable, might sicker on you. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while, so uh, we're already prepared for that eventuality. Um, turns out we're good at our jobs, so. But uh, I don't we, doubt it, my dude. It's called a professional courtesy. Sorry, a little stressed out dealing with the serial murderer who's using Bloody Mary to get their way, so. Yeah, same, actually. Yeah, but I've been on this case for about two weeks now, so. And I've been on it for less than 24 hours, and I I'm this far along. So let's chill out and work together, yeah? Maybe. Anyway, I've got to go. And uh, at that point, he doesn't even wait for you to say goodbye. He hangs up. Okay. I, I just, like, I stare at the phone as I hang it up. Man, two weeks? And he couldn't even get that far? Turns out one, turns out one victim was weeks ago. Okay, well, I, I'm more marveling at the fact that we got Fairchild's name in less than a day. Yeah, but you also broke into his uh, his place, and you know when uh, shrug, we're a bunch <laughs> of amateurs. <laughs> also, the connection between the therapist and the victim was a lot more direct this time. That probably helps. Shrug. Anyway, uh, Jeremiah, you said you were getting the stuff ready, but you weren't necessarily about to go through it. Is there anything that's keeping you from just pulling the trigger? Well, I just wanted to gather everyone together before we started and explain that. Uh, all right. Now, before we go and summon Bloody Mary, we'll need to make sure that we're providing a united front about what exactly we want from this encounter, what we want her to do or not do, whether we want to free her or capture her or banish her from this plane for however long that sticks. Because if we start saying different things in front of her, she is going to seize on that. Find the weakest link, punch through it, physically, emotionally, metaphysically. It's what they do. Right. Okay. I think chiefly what I'd like is for her to not kill me. <laughs> Pretty keen on that. So we need to we need to figure out how Fairchild is using her. Mm-hmm. 
If it's enticement, we'll need a better offer. Yeah. Also, like, to what extent does she need the summoning ritual? Because like, she didn't need it to show up in our rearview mirrors. But the no. victims did use the ritual. No, the victims did not use the ritual. Not that we found, no. I thought it did Okay, I don't care. No, of character. no, there is there is there were questions asked if there were black candles uh in Amanda's bathroom and the answer was no. Okay. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that happening and then I remember somebody making some remark about well maybe the police confiscated them. And I think that was you, Colin, who said that. And that's sort of like clutched in my mind of those candles exist. I said that. And okay. I was just presenting that as a another possibility. But at all times, I was thinking that she was a victim, not a summoner, was still more likely. Okay. Um, okay, so... How is he controlling Bloody Mary? We need to know that. Um, and then we need to know how much like minute to minute knowledge Fairchild has over Bloody Mary's state. Because if we do just banish her or free her from his control and he knows, he'll start preparing for someone to come at him. We don't want that. I have to imagine that she's pretty uh, independent, considering uh, unless he came in right after I left, that's not a hell of a lot of time for him to, I don't know, like come in and prepare and sick her on me. I, I'm guessing here. Oh, actually, yeah, maybe if there's a he might just have his office trapped, whatever sort of trigger he sets up, he might have a a second version of it. It's just, if somebody besides him opens his filing cabinets, Mary goes after them. I hope he doesn't have any assistance. If he's bound or close, I imagine that might be possible, but from what I understand of Bloody Mary, she's sort of like what's-her-face from that The Ring movie. I almost said fucking Madoka. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Sadako. Yeah, that's the one. Where she just... She's not necessarily out for revenge. She doesn't necessarily follow any sort of rules. Aside from a few basic ones. She just loves killing people. So it might be that she was nearby when you were in the office, saw you, got interested and started following you. I still think it's a question worth asking. Of course, of course. Just making sure we've got all the possibilities arranged, set up in front of us so we know which way to go. So we're not caught with our pants down at any point. Right. So question one, how is Fairchild directing you? Question two, how actively is Fairchild directing you? Question three, does he have you running defense on his office. Question four, what can we do to break this relationship? Question five, will he know if it's broken? Or how soon? 
He'll figure it out eventually, no matter what. Yeah, the, ne the next time he tries to use her actively, if he is in fact actively using her, he'll know then. But I, if he knows right away, that's a problem. Yeah, might need to make some calls before we uh, get things finished. Get the other mages uh, prepared. What do you mean by other mages? You mean ravens or just like people who live here? Well, the community center guys. Yeah, okay. Any fair child's coming after them. Figure they'll want a piece of the action uh, if it comes down to that. That'd be a bit of a sight. Do we know his home address? Not as far as I know. I don't think it would be... I don't think you guys ever got that. I'm sure I could figure it out. No, they aren't terribly hard to find. To look up. Might be worthwhile to have it before we do this, though. Because if it takes two hours to, for us to find it, I would rather have those two hours happen before he starts preparing than after. All right. Don, you said you could do it? Yeah, I can I can find some people that might be able to pull up the information. I know how to find... I know how to find places. Whatever happened to the white pages, anyway? Uh, they moved online. That's why I'd search. You have to pay a fee. And even uh, then, they can be inaccurate if they've... if you've had a break in continuity on addresses. But if Fairchild's been here for a while, then it would exist, I think. You do just have to pay for it. Hey, Colin, can I roll something to try and find Fairchild's address, or is this a thing that I can just do? Um, That's probably actually going to be uh, investigate a mystery. Hey, I'm pretty good at investigating mysteries. Let's see how that works. It's an eight, mm -hmm. so you can ask one question off that list. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I guess the question is either where did it go or what is being concealed here? Okay, I mean, either one of those works. Um, so he lives in a neighborhood called Oakenshaw, so right up here. Um, That's an elf-ass fucking neighborhood name. <laughs> You know, the other option is that he lives over in Woodring. <laughs> um, Oakenshaw is actually a fairly nice neighborhood. Um, looking at looking it up, uh, Oakenshaw is basically where a lot of people, where a lot of old bunny people live. Okay. So he he lives there. I'm not going to give like a specific address because that's just getting in there. But I I'm just letting you know that's roughly where he lives. That's roughly what you're dealing with. Hey, Colin, completely just no connection to anything. I'm just curious now, and this is not in-character knowledge that I will ever have a have cause to have. Mm -hmm. Does Seymour still live at the old safe house? Uh, no, he lives in D.C. now. Oh. Does Scab live at the old safe house? No, Scab moves around a lot now. Like, Sc huh. Scab does, Scab does, like, work i guess technically his address is still the old safe house but he's barely ever there he's he's basically on tour speaking out against the the registration act um because he personally feels like it's just a hit list for swarm hmm. all right so yeah we have fairchild's address now. all right well that's the one thing i had on my list uh 
Anytime you're ready, boss, I'm ready. All right. All right. So, the other two things about the ritual is um, you need to experiment with the spell. So it's going to be uh, it's going to take you a couple hours to get it right, and you'll know when you get it right when your personal effect just bursts into flames, and you see Bloody Mary in the in the mirror. Um, and it also has a specific side effect or danger that uh, I always think it's more fun to not know what that is ahead of time. So you don't know what it is. You just know something dangerous is going to happen because of this. Well, I will say that if nothing else, the one aspect that is definitely dangerous is that I am bringing Mary in past the protection spells. Yeah, that's that's not what I was thinking. But yes, there is there is that. But it is something I wanted the other hunters to be aware of. Do we have um, stuff in the bookstore to arm ourselves? Like, specifically against this kind of thing, if she goes wild? Well, let's find out. I love finding out. Hmm. No. No, you don't. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so, on a miss, you know where it is, but it's somewhere real bad. Uh. Dear God, it's oh, at Home hell. Depot. Now I remember. <laughs> I left my cold iron sword down in the tentacle pit. Uh, sorry. Once more. It was the tentacle pit. I kind of needed it then. But I had to run. Uh, thank you, Bobbin, for doing my job for me and making it very entertaining. Because that's not where my mind was going. <laughs> my mind okay. was going, okay, yeah, you know where a sword is. You saw it in vampire territory. But no, tentacle pit. Okay. That's that's way better, honestly. Is the tentacle pit here or is it somewhere else? Well, I've got a door to the tentacle pit. Mm, okay, not interested. Can the tentacles get through the door? No, of course not. Not unless you open okay. it. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I think I'd rather die by ghost. This ritual is going to take a while, though, so if you go get it, um, or or find a replacement. I mean, it's just a cold iron sword. They're not too hard to find. Not like a pure adamantine sword. Alright. Yeah, for that magical-ass uh, metal, you have to literally go into another dimension, because it is not found on Earth. Okay. Okay. Uh... Oh. Answer is either tentacle pit or leave the store to go find a, another store that will sell a cold iron sword. Where there outside, where there are mirrors and Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. There are no mirrors in the tentacle pit. <laughs> Colin, if I choose tentacle pit, what will you do? I'm gonna make you roll for it. Roll what? How many times? Act under pressure, and we'll see what, how many times based on your result. <laughs> Boss, how bad do the tentacles want to kill me? Well, it's not killing. That's honestly the problem. Look, I can deal with a lot of other stuff. I was I was in the show for a while. It's just Bloody Mary wants to kill me. How dangerous are the tentacles? Well, let me see. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I've got an amulet that can uh, keep them from sticking to you. Okay, uh, for that, I will give you a plus one to the act under pressure. Okay, sure. <laughs> you know what? Luckily, I didn't drop that when I was getting out of the tentacle pit. I'll take tentacles over sword ghost. Why were you in a tentacle pit, though? <laughs> like the first time. All right, so, Johannes, yeah. go ahead and roll act under pressure at a plus one. You're standing in front of the tentacle pit door. Open it up, and... For reference, it's not the tentacle pit door. It is a door that leads many places. Okay. It can be calibrated to the tentacle pit. Yeah. I mean, the shop the shop itself is not infinite in space. Well, that's a 14. That's a 14, so I'm only going to make you roll it that one time. Uh, you step in and the tentacles immediately try lashing out to grab you and they can't because, you know, you have the amulet. You just walk through minding your own business and oh, hey, there's the sword. Bend down, pick it up, walk out, close the door very calmly behind you. Excuse you, Colin. I do not bend over in the tentacle pit. (laughs) (laughs) I bend at the knees, not at the hips. (laughs) I'm not willing to chance it. We are on a timetable here. I don't I don't have six hours of fun time blocked out right now. Alright. Okay. So, you have the sword. Excellent. Uh let me I t- hand it to de- Chloe, what's your character's tough score? Uh, uh 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 give me two seconds, my tough score is one. Okay. I hand the sword to Dawn. So uh it's going to have the sword is to harm, hand, and messy. Okay, it's on my sheet. All right, cool. For reference, my tough is also zero, so... Mine is minus one. I am the talkie character. It's a good thing I took the thing that where I sold my soul to the devil for, uh, <laughs> for, for more skill. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, here's the thing. As... Jeremiah is trying to summon Bloody Mary, you know, goes through the whole spiel of saying it 13 times, looks at the personal effect, nothing happens, starts over 13 times again, looks at personal effect, nothing happens, repeat this for about two hours. Um, Take a break for some Chinese takeout. Yeah. Um, He's in the middle of doing another round of this, which is to say he is, like, seven Bloody Marys deep in when uh, the door, the bell to the store rings as he, uh, as someone enters it in. And once you know it, it's everyone's favorite. It's Harold James. Isn't it the middle of the... Oh, okay, it's Harold James. Yeah. It's the middle of the night right now, though, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. We'd be open, it, but I guess he'd be allowed in because the store can tell if it's business. And Harold is not alone. Uh, he has three other Raven members with him. Two of them are human. Uh, but a third one is a big ogre just wearing appropriately sized sunglasses. Mm. Let's go tiny. Because that's the only appropriately sized sunglasses oh. for an ogre. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
And Harold goes, all right, where's Bosco? Hmm. I feel like Jeremiah and I would have had a conversation about what to do in this exact scenario before. So tell me, Bobbin, what am I supposed to say when this happens? The Ravens don't like knowing that people are casting black magic. They keep a list of people who are black magicians. But the more information you give them, the harder it is to ignore. Okay. So I will re-ask the question then. What has Johan been instructed to say if the fucking wizard cops show up and ask for you by name in that tone of voice? If I'm currently busy, then uh, tell them I am in the middle of research. Okay. And not to be disturbed. Got it. So that's what I'll say. I will greet Harold in the bookstore part of the bookstore and when he asked me that question uh he is researching not to be disturbed okay yeah um you're gonna have to ignore that second part and go get him for me because um we got a tip that he is trying to do something that is currently attached to our current investigation who gave him a tip okay one who gave you a tip it was anonymous. Uh, of course. Two. No, I don't think that's how this works. Uh, yes, I think it does. And he holds up a warrant. Wow, that was uh, really fast. That was real fucking fast. Hey, Colin. Hmm. Is my scamulet heating up at all? Nope. Uh, so the warrant's legit then? Yes. I will take the warrant out of his hand. Mm-hmm. He will hand it to you. Okay. And uh, I will, I will take it into the back, and I will tell the ravens that they need to stay here in the front. Can I just say that much like anything else that is unwelcome, the uh, warrant immediately burns up in your hand as you cross the threshold into the back. <laughs> I uh, I guess it's still in effect even if it doesn't physically exist but um, boss cops are here they have a warrant to I think detain you from doing this <laughs> better men have tried uh, I mean I'm not, I am not powerful enough to keep them from coming back here if they actually set their minds to it. And I think they're going to if you don't show up out front in like 90 seconds. So. And I am not powerful enough to avoid falling into the Darklands by not completing this ritual. Okay. This shit is dangerous. Okay. That is why people don't like people, people like me to use it. Okay. Okay. I turn around and go back to the front. So when I said not to be disturbed, I kind of mean that literally, because if you interrupt him right now, he will die. Harold looks visibly annoyed and says he better stop, he better finish what he has to do in the next 60 seconds. And he pulls out a watch, pulls out his phone and he says, Siri, set timer for 60 seconds. Uh, you... 
I mean, if that's how it's going to be, you will literally kill him if you interrupt him right now. So, I, I, I feel like you guys aren't in like the political situation where you can run that. Go ahead and roll me. Uh, manipulate someone. Okay. That's a nine. That's a nine. Uh, if there is someone here who could help out try and turn it up to a 10. I guess I can try. Okay. My cool is pretty decent. Yeah. Just fucking scream from the back. Oh my god, that looks terrible. <laughs> I could also help by proxy. Uh, you came to me for advice on what to do about the cops in the front room, and I gave you some advice, which gives me experience and you plus one ongoing while following my advice. Oh hey yeah, like that's huh. that, that's a legit move that uh, that Bobbin has, and that could just you got a ten instead. I am off the yeah. Good. No, I don't have to talk to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like I don't know behind a bookshelf. I like took the fucking hairband out of my hair and I'm combing it so you can't really see my face. And I'm like, I really don't want to have to fight the cops today. I will fight the cops, but I do not want to fight the cops today. All right. <laughs> Harold sighs, stops the timer, and says, "Whenever he's, fi- whenever he can get here without ki- without dying, have him out here. We'll be waiting." And he just moves over and leans against the counter. There are no chairs because this is a bookstore where people are unwelcome. Yep. This is a bookstore, not a library. Uh, the two human ravens will keep watch on the entrance, and if there's a rear exit, the ogre will go guard that. Just to make sure that nobody tries any funny business. I think the rear exit is the workshop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there would be a back door for just, you know, getting out of the personal part of the building without having to go through the public part. So he'll uh, he'll guard that to make sure that nobody tries to slip out that way. They don't know about the infinite dimension door. I will I'll give you that at the very least. Yeah, and I'm I'm not trying to evade the cops here. I am trying to flavor black magic as being exceptionally dangerous. Yeah, that's fine. Once they all assume their posts, I'll turn around and head back towards the workshop door and just kind of call over my shoulder. Uh, by the way, folks, this is a bookstore, not a library. No reading unless you're buying. One of the cops, one of, one of the ravens who is about to pull, who's in the middle of uh, pulling out a book, just sort of like slides it back and then goes to stand in front of the door again. <laughs> Come back in. Okay, so they uh, they will wait for you, but they are going to wait. That's fine. Hopefully we'll be able to give him good news. Yeah, as soon as things are de-escalated, I also uh, just try to slip into the room because, you know, I'm the one holding the sword. Okay. I'll, I'll just let you ha- do that. I won't make you roll for it. I mean, I, I would have rolled for it, but yeah. All right. It takes another 20 fucking minutes and uh, and the they are losing their patience, but eventually... You say Bloody Mary, and on the thirteenth time, it the uh, the razor erupts into flames and burns, and the 
the mirror sort of glows a little bit and from from a misty part behind you appears not who you saw earlier uh this woman that appears before you is for one her skin is like ashen white uh next she is completely nude um she has blood dripping off of her hands and uh basically from the knees down uh she's got like these red runes like painted or tattooed or carved all over her flesh and she is floating and she takes a look at you all and she says oh you all managed to hmm interesting very well why do you summon bloody mary we understand that you're working with an elf by the name of Fairchild, formerly of Summer. We wish to understand the nature of this relationship. Ah, yes, Fairchild. Well, in exchange for several bits of magical power that he is that he has and continues to provide to us, we have agreed to eliminate four targets for him. Have they all been named? They have. When were they named? Upon his first summoning. When was his first summoning? Roughly three weeks ago. Colin, how long long ago was Davies uh, Davy, David's how long ago was Carl David's how long ago was Carl David's murdered? Two weeks. Hmm. What would it take for you to forget the last two names? Oh. Oh, that is an interesting proposition that you've given. One that I'm afraid I'm not allowed to negotiate. Hold on one minute. Let me go get my superior. Let me go ask the manager. Gregorian chant holding music. (laughs) Comes Um, on. And she disappears into a similar mist that uh, she disappeared from. And from a similar mist, but this time it's like darker and thicker, arrives a taller woman. And this woman has, instead of two arms, she has four arms. She is supernaturally thin at her waist. Like, it is it is basically, if this was a real person, she would be snapped in half. This waist would not be able to support her. Um, she has four eyes, the lower set of which are perpetually bleeding. And similar to the other two Bloody Marys that you have met up with... Uh, she is, her hands and feet are covered in blood, and she has similar runes to the one you were just talking to, but only on her upper arms and her thighs. And this one says, You speak to Mary First of England, the true Bloody Mary. 
leader of the conglomerate. By the way, Colin, I just want it known that I did make sure that like the door to the bookstore was closed so none of this fog is leaking out into there and the sound isn't carrying. Yeah, uh, most the fog is mostly contained in the mirror, is the thing. And I would say that I have a specific chamber for this, and the chamber has a door that can be shut. Okay. Like, I don't want this fog getting out into my rooms, either. Right. Uh, so, so she... uh, I, okay. I've, been, I've been picturing this a little bit differently than how I think you just described it, Colin. Are the Bloody Marys showing up in the mirror? Yes, they're showing up only in the mirror. Okay. It's the way you made it sound, it sounded like they were uh, physically manifesting in the room. Ah, uh, no, they are not. I apologize. Oh, okay. as, as far as they can physically manifest, they are. So, yeah. So. Right, but I thought it was like embodied. Like I could reach out and wrap my hand around her wrist. Yeah. But, okay, I understand now. Yeah, so I nod my head in honor. I have been informed you wish to strike a deal with us in order to break our contract with Fairchild, formerly a son. So I admit this is my first time dealing with the conglomerate personally. Of course it is, Jeremiah Bosco of Baltimore, formerly of Chicago. And there's the danger thing. They know everything about you now. I don't appear to be phased by this, though. Something to keep in mind, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wait for her to continue. She's a queen, after all. Oh, oh no, she, she's done. She's, she's stopped talking. Uh, you have heard correctly, Queen Mary. I understand that contracts are important things, of course. So I would never ask you to do such a heinous thing as break one without sufficient cause. And I am also aware that contracts have termination clauses in them. Loopholes. Other such means of ending a contract's terms without necessarily breaking them directly. There is such a beast. And it has happened six times before in the history of my conglomerate. And the price is to break a contract fairly given to someone who has already paid the price is thus. One of you. And she just sort of uses one of her hands to like, like make a sweeping point of the three of you. Must give your life and join the conglomerate forever. When? Now. Ah. Dang, I was hoping it would be on death. It's good you're asking, though. Good instincts. I mean... Mm, out of character. Technically, I already sold my soul to somebody. I wonder if it would be... Consider... I wonder if it would be against the rules to try and do this. Go ahead and How roll that interact. Go ahead and roll sharp. Sure, sure, sure. Hold on. 
my character sheet was covered by like three other pages I had open. <laughs> I got an eight. Eight. You know, okay. fuck it. I, I want to use a. I want to use a lock. I actually want to know the exact answer here. Okay, so the exact answer is it would be in poor taste, and the, eventually the corruption demon would probably find out where your soul has gone and would probably strike a deal with Bloody Mary to have probably shared custody of your soul. Uh, so part of, you know, like from this decade to this decade, uh, you'll be under his control. And from this decade to this decade, you'll be part of the Bloody Mary conglomerate. Um, but it, it's not like it's it's you're it's essentially instead of being damned one way forever the same way you're being damned two ways but you get to change it up every once in a while hmm I mean it's not really worth it to be honest I'm not selfless enough to I'm I'm not a good enough person to uh, sacrifice myself to save two other schmucks whose names you don't even know yeah. <laughs> whose names I don't even know and while it was interesting on the uh, off chance it would, I could maybe like get supernatural forces in a uh, tug of war on who owns my soul. It would be a tug of war for like maybe five years and then uh, the Bloody Marys and the Corruption Demon would work out a mutually beneficial uh, agreement. You know, mutually beneficial to them, not to you. Yes. I don't know. I wanted to try and fucking Constantine this or something. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well. So I'm assuming nobody is going to jump on this deal. Yeah. Instead of that, I am going to ask two questions. One to Bloody Mary, one to the GM. Okay. First question, where is the contract? Second question, would I know how to alter the contract if I got into its presence? The the thing of it is the contract was is magically verbal. So they're so they are bound by it, but there are rules that th they have to follow. But the thing is, there's no way to alter it, at least physically, because it, there is no such, there is no physical aspect to this contract at all. Alright then, third question. Are the Bloody Marys beholden to fulfill the contract if the person they are contracted to is dead? Are you asking that of Bloody Mary? Is that is that the question you're asking Bloody Mary? Yes. Okay. I don't think any of us are quite ready to jump into that particular pit. But I do have a different question. But I do have a different question. What happens to the contract if the person the contract is with is no longer alive? Null and void. Hey, so, um... Just... Either you or the one before you said that you've been paid in full already, right? 
payment is odd for this particular contract. We demanded a price and he agreed to pay in installments upon completion. Although an initial fee was reached before we first killed Carl Davids. How, uh, how broken up are you and yours going to be if the contract gets voided? Uh, she shrugs and says, It would not be the first time that someone broke free of a contract in that manner, and it won't be the last. Something to learn about black magic and spirits, uh, Johannes. There are always more people who want to strike a deal. Right, but, I mean, they're spirits, but they're also kind of functionally people that might get mad about losing out on potential earnings. Just want to make sure. So, um, if this contract did get broken by someone other than you and other than Fairchild, how soon would Fairchild know about it? He has no real connection to this, but I do think Enforcer would have to warn him whether he is around a mirror or not before you find him before Enforcer is another deal entirely. I take it Enforcer is the one who uh, we met earlier. No. You have only seen Stalker and talked to Dealmaker. Huh. How many of there are you, if you don't mind my asking? She opens her mouth as if to answer one way and then makes a face as if she is greatly annoyed by something and then says, There are five of us. Oh, okay. I apologize if this is presumptuous, but I've been around people long enough to be able to read that. Did one of yours get taken? Or taken out? Oh, if you cannot take out a Bloody Mary for long, we are effectively indestructible so long as one of us remains. And... Stalker and Dealmaker tend not to get in the thick of combat as a precaution. No, one of us decided to leave my good graces. Hmm. So you can do that? They worked towards it for many years behind my back, and I am going to take great lengths to ensure that it never happens again and that defector ends up being punched for it severely. Okay, okay. You said that if someone is returned to the Bloody Mary, if someone is given to the Bloody Marys, that is worth voiding a contract. If we were to return an errant Bloody Mary, would that be equivalent? No. Too much spite here. They want to... I want Defector, well, not dead, I guess, but, uh, 
wishing they could be deader. All right, all right. That's kind of fascinating in its own way. Um, okay, so there's... She said five, right, Colin? Uh, yes, she said five. All right. Okay, so there's five of you. You, dealmaker, enforcer, stalker. I don't suppose you'd be willing to tell me the fifth. All those who summon the Bloody Mary conglomerate should know what exactly they are getting into. So yes, I would be willing to tell you that. The fifth is assassin. Okay. Who has Fairchild been sending to do what? Fairchild has been sending no one to do anything. The conglomerate works in a very specific way. He summoned Dealmaker to cut the deal, but after that it was in our hands. However, the one who does the killing, at least as far as contracts like this are concerned, is assassin. Understood. I apologize if any offense was implied in my question. Perhaps we could strike a lesser deal that you inform us of the times of the remaining two victims demises and you avoid warning Fairchild about our presence or our knowledge what would that be worth uh, I know you're normally not supposed to be able to do this with monsters because of the way the game works but this is a weird situation where you're not fighting them yet so i will allow it go ahead and roll manipulate someone yeah it's hard written into the rules that you can't manipulate monsters but also this is a deal breaking monster so i feel like this would be an exception yeah 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 and we're we're not technically manipulating we're bargaining that said, my charm is minus one. So that was pretty expected. Um, a five. You've got two luck for the session. That is true, and I haven't spent them yet. And this yeah. is pretty important, so I'll, I'll do that. So the way that Powered by the Apocalypse works is that this, the, the success that you've gotten is the fullest extent that you will be getting, so you're not going to get exactly what you want. Instead... What you're going to get is that uh, leader is not going to be so offended by this uh, by this offer that she is going to send enforcer after you. Um, I, I did ask her forgiveness since this is my first uh, interaction. Yep, and uh, instead she says, "I am not interested in deals such as that." All right. What about a deal to kill Fairchild right now? That would still require one of you to join if you wished for us to do it. But by all means, go kill Fairchild formerly of summer. By ourselves, it would cost you nothing. I think we've gotten all we're going to get out of this conversation. It was a real pleasure speaking to a queen. The pleasure was all yours, I'm sure. Actually, how attached are you to the well-being of your 
associates. I know we can't destroy them, but they can be hurt. They can be. And I will say this now. If you hurt one, then they have means of defending themselves. And if they should prove themselves ineffective against you, we look after our own, at least those who do not betray each other. So, if they cannot take you, I will. See, what I would like to avoid that. I would like to avoid inconveniencing you and yours to the greatest extent possible. Now, hands are going to have to be thrown here. So, who's going to be stopping us? And what's the best way to stop them from stopping us without causing anybody real problems? She's already given us permission to try and kill Fairchild, actually. Yeah, I know. But Enforcer or someone is going to step in between us. And I'm thinking, like, if Bleeder cares enough about Enforcer or would rather this pass quietly, like, oh, just trap Enforcer in a box. She's super weak to that. And then, like, we can all just be chill about this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get something like that. Okay, um, go ahead and... That sounds like a role investigate a mystery to me. Oh, okay. Just to, get informa- my... just to get information now. Yeah. Zero sharp. A nine. Hey, that's still a nine. Um, it's still a nine. So you can ask one. Would someone like to help me out to get a second question if I want sure. to ask two questions? But maybe let's see if I want to ask two questions before we do that because uh, help out can have negative consequences. I will hold off on rolling cool. Well, I could just say that um, personal suspicions, not relying on GM answers, is that if we were to get Fairchild into a room without any mirrors in it, then Bloody Mary would not be able to show up in the first place. Well, that that is assuming the best, and we don't. We assume the worst. Yeah, yeah. So so the questions I want to ask at the very be, least it's one question less to ask. So the the questions that I would want to ask there would actually be three of them. I would want to twist what sort of creature is it to who are you sending at us? What can it do straight out like the one you're set, sending at us? What is that one capable of? And I would like to twist what can hurt it into how can we most easily disable it without like doing it in such a way that the rest of the conglomerate has to get involved so actually I feel like maybe I don't need to ask that first one because it doesn't matter what the name is that's actually kind of irrelevant so I would want to ask the latter two questions then so actually I will accept a help out roll uh, I got a 12, so... Uh... Damn, 12, yeah. Hello. So you just get a consequence-free plus one. Cool, so that's a 10. <laughs> I don't know how I could po- how I'm possibly helping you out. I don't know. I am holding my sword in a uh, knightly manner. I don't know. And that makes your question seem more important. 
that actually kind of works because them being spirits, cold iron would be a problem. And it's like now Bleeder knows, oh, they actually have weapons that are problems for us. Maybe I should take this question a little bit seriously. <laughs> little does she know. Dawn does not know how to use a sword. Her weapon of choice is a baseball bat. She swings a sword like a baseball bat. Hey, so long as the sharp end is making connection with the target, it's, it's all academic. Yeah, honestly, in terms of basic sword skill, it's not too far off. The weight distribution is going to be a little different, but outside of that... Yeah, it's actually more favorable with the sword. Would it? I would figure that with the way baseball bats... Well, I don't know what their internal geometries look like, but I figure baseball bats would be weighted more towards the tip so they'd hit harder. But I guess that would unbalance you. You're not meant to make, like, tons of swings one right after another with a baseball bat. It's a sport. It's like the pitches are drawn out, so it's fine if there's a huge recoil on every swing. Yeah, that makes sense. It depends on what this baseball bat's made out of. And the balance point of a sword is just a bit closer to your hand than the center of the blade. Yeah, so you're able to pivot around that point easier. gives you more control. Yeah. So I am asking those two questions. The one that is going to show up to stop us from killing Fairchild. What can they do? And how can we best disable them without needing to get the rest of you involved? Okay, so uh, I'm going to answer out of character, but uh, she is going to be in, but she is telling you this information in character in a less gamey way. Um, <laughs> so the one that she will be sending is Enforcer. Uh, Enforcer is basically there to make sure that the contracts are fulfilled on both ends, and as a result, she is also tasked with, you know, making sure that, uh, that the person there doing the contract with is fairly safe and secure because, you know, they, as, as willing as they are to break deals, even in these extreme, even with like extreme costs, uh, they still want to play fair. And we haven't met Enforcer, right? We met Correct. Stalker. You have, you have met, you met Stalker. Yes. Okay. And I statted all the Bloody Marys the same because, uh, I, I did not want to make five different stat blocks that I had to keep track of. So, um, they are incorporeal, incorporeal, so you know that you can only hurt them with, like, magic or iron or, sal or salt. Um, so if you're bringing in guns, make sure you have, like, uh, rock salt uh, rounds. Um, the thing about the mirror is that depending on how reflective the mirror is, they actually get to add damage to their attacks. And basically the better quality the mirror the better quality attacks most mirrors have just the flat value um the kind of mirror that you're summoning her through is the kind of mirror that gives the conglomerate a plus one damage to all their harm to the, all the harm values of their attacks and badly scratched uh badly scratched badly reflective or like you know if um if you were like wandering outside and you saw a bloody mary in like the window of a skyscraper, uh, that would be, like, a minus one to damage. Okay. Um, they also have to remain connected to mirrors. There are 
two exceptions to this, um, but Enforcer is not one. The only two that can fully break away from mirrors are Leader and Assassin, and even if they do that, they have to act as if it is a terrible quality mirror, so all their attacks would have minus one damage. Oh, it's Leader. I heard a B on the front of that word. Oh, no. I've been saying it with a B on the front of that word That's, the whole it's time. It's fine. It's fine. Um... Okay, so anyway, does okay, does Enforcer okay. have specific capabilities? No, um, like I said, I sad them all the same. They'll probably have specific capabilities when I inevitably run these guys again for the city that bleeds. But for right now, um, all you have to worry about are the various attacks that it does and those things. It also had they also have like a temptation move uh, that would come up in battle, but um, but I'm not, but it's not coming in. Uh, to play right now. Uh, they basically would be able to uh, to try and tempt you into doing to making a deal in the middle of combat to make, basically make you waste rounds. And then, so what's the best way to disable them? Ray paint. Right, I mean, there's the obvious stuff of just muck up every single mirror in the building, but I was wondering if there was anything more specific. Like I said, magic still affects them, so uh, even if, like, even if you are fighting them and, like, if you don't want to, like, straight up hurt them, uh, you could cast, um, you could cast magic to, like, bind them and restrict them and restrain them uh, from doing stuff. Um, okay. But, yeah, yeah, so, like, it, it, it oh, would still affect them. Can but, they uh, be bound to a specific mirror? That's that's the thing you're gonna have to try out. I'm not gonna give you that that much. She would not, because okay. Bloody Mary herself would not fucking tell you. Yes, you can restrain this <laughs> to a specific mirror. That's uh, here. Let me tell you exactly how. No, no. It's like a twelve is good, but it's not that good. Or a ten is good, but it's not that good. Huh. Yeah, get a, get a notebook. You're gonna need to write this down. Okay. So my weakness is that <laughs> every alternating Saturday. Uh, I have to go to my chiropractor because having four arms is killer on your back. <laughs> four arms and no waist. Mm. Also, four tits. <laughs> mm, don't like that. So my lower spine is uh, bad times all the time. <laughs> but no, yeah, spray paint. If we spray every surface that Mary could attack out of then Fairchild will be alone. Oh, and I guess as part of like, what can it do? I would like to know as if I, if they will tell me the vector of attack, is it attacking the you that appears in the reflection or is it some, something that comes out of the mirror? It's both. If they can, if they can get, if they can attack out of the mirror, then that's better for them. Uh, for some reason, because of the f the physicality of it all, um, I didn't have any hard rules for that though. But uh, but they prefer to attack like using the mirror, which is how like their mirror cuts down to the bone in the victims. Um, but okay, so rain they effectively have infinite range so long as our reflection is in the surface. Correct. Okay. I think that's the fullness of my question answered. Yes. So it's at that point that I thank her for her attention, give her a bow, 
and then blow out one of the candles to uh, send her away. Uh, she lingers for just long enough to unsettle you after you've blown out the candle, but eventually does disappear into the inky smoke. I, she's just fucking standing there staring at us. I, I take my hat off of my head and kind of wave it at her, place it over my heart, give a little bow, do a little bit of showmanship as a farewell to this dead monster queen. I wait until she disappears from the mirror and say, you know, I expected her to be more Scottish than that. I didn't want to do a fucking Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard you do clean. It's uh, not it's great. Off, it's, it's not great, no. Well, I learned something today, and any day you learn something new is a day well spent. Now let's go talk to the cops. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay back here if that's cool. Actually, no. No, no, no. They'll probably want to come in here. <laughs> They're not coming in here. I'll stay back here if that's okay with you. But if they do somehow manage to barge past me and my protection spells, go to the door and think of somewhere nice. I like to imagine... Personally, when you were describing this door, the door I was imagining, like, I don't know, just like a door set into a wall that doesn't go, that was missing like a doorknob with just like a box of doorknobs next to it. <laughs> I don't know where I got that imagery from. Fucking put my hands on Don's shoulders. Whatever you do, if you open that door, don't think about the tentacles. Don't <laughs> think about the tentacles, Don. Don, whatever you do. Tentacles? No, don't think about them. <laughs> Yes, Don. I'm thinking about the tentacles. <laughs> oh, that sucks. You better not use that door then. Uh, oh. <sighs> All right. Yeah, cops. Exit through the doorway. Uh, sidle up to the counter like I hadn't just stonewalled him. Give Harold James a smile and say, So to what do I owe the pleasure? Were you summoning Bloody Mary back there? Oh, you guys are still here. Damn. Yeah, I'm not at liberty to, to discuss the methods and means by which I assist my clients. Don't make me do this. Don't make me take you downtown and question you in an official capacity. Just tell me right now if you are summoning Bloody Mary or not. How about I tell you everything I know right now and we just skip the awkward questions? Awkward questions are sort of my job, Bosco. I thought your job was protecting and serving the public in, a, in the capacity of magical individuals. That's what I'm doing right now. Because I can't you have sure? someone who's... I can't have someone who's using Bloody Mary to murder mages summoning Bloody Mary to murder another mage. So yes, while Fairchild is on... is on my... is on the short list, if you don't answer... I'm going to assume that you were summoning Bloody Mary, and that makes you a suspect, Bosco. So tell me, were you summoning Bloody Mary? And at this point, he starts like moving his coat to show off his uh, to show off the daggers that he has. Oh, I put my hands in my pockets. Well, the real question you should be asking right now yes is: Yes or no, Bosco? Who are the other two people that Fairchild, formerly of Summer, once did? 
because unfortunately I don't know their names. But I do know they are on a very short list and are not long for this world. Go ahead and roll me manipulate someone and give yourself a plus one because you just gave him some pretty good information. All right. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You have another luck. I do, and that is Snake Eyes, so I will use it. Okay. Man, I've been rolling terribly all day. Uh, it's at this point he stops the threatening stand, stance, slowly moves his hands away from his blades, lets the coat fall so that they are concealed again, and goes, As a favor to you, I'm not going to ask where you got that information. You should also know that the contract terms are bound up in Fairchild's life. Or the life of someone willing to sacrifice themselves for whoever is next on their list. Those are the only two ways to end the contract. We don't kill. We're gonna we're going to go rest Fairchild and see if you can and force him to break the to end the contract, but we don't kill. So Excuse us, but we have a job to do. And he turns around. The other guys leave. The uh, You can hear the ogre thudding and has to, like, turn sideways, duck underneath the door to get uh, to get out. And you can immediately see Harold, like, pulling out a cell phone and calling who he needs to call in order to start bringing him in. So it's a race against time now. You got to get to Fairchild uh, before. I'd like to interrupt him, actually. Like, I, I I know how this is probably going to go, but I'm the character that uses words, so I'm going to keep trying to use words. Yeah. I, I will follow him out onto the sidewalk, and when he draws his phone, I will, like, I'm not going to try and take it from him. I'm just going to, like, reach out my hand in, like, a hold-on-a-second kind of motion. What? I just want you to maybe think about how this is going to run down. Based on what we know, it took one week to kill the first one, two weeks to kill the second one. It might just be a matter of opportunity. So it might happen immediately, the second these other two unknowns step in front of a mirror. And that means that for Fairchild to get his way, he has to outlast you. A month? How long do you think he can last you? And be honest with yourself here. With the limits the law allows you. I'm not asking for you to drop this. I'm asking for you to wait... A day? Two? Before you make the call you're about to make? And give us the opportunity to... Save some lives who deserve to be saved. Roll manipulate someone. And here's the thing. You're asking him specifically to be bad at his job. So it would be a minus two. But you are appealing to his better self and his good conscience. So it's only going to be a minus one. Alright. That's a six, but... I have luck. Okay. He looks at you. He looks at the phone, sees what time it is. 
sighs, shakes his head, and says, as he's putting away his phone, don't want to wake the boss up anyway. Puts his phone back into his coat pocket. He goes, he looks at you, puts a finger up as if, you know, pointing, like, directly, and he says, you got till morning. And then he gets in his car with his uh, partners and drives off. Walk back into the store. Okay, I have bought us no police interference until the morning. He didn't give me an hour, so I don't know if that's like 8 a.m., 6 a.m., first light. I don't know. But we have carte blanche to go in there and void this contract the hard way. Let's make it 6 a.m. Give it a real number. Okay, well, I mean, if you want to go chase down his car and try and negotiate that, sure. But I don't know. I'm for our guess. Okay, sure. He's a cop. He's probably going to think about it as 6 a.m. Now, if he were a spirit, he would go for first light, and I'd have to look that up. Well, then let's say we have until 6 a.m. to kill Fairchild before the police show up at his residence to arrest him. Might need a fast car for this. Hey, Don. You got a fast car? Um, yes. Right. And this one has, and this one's mirrors are working because I didn't smash all of them. Mine's a luxury car, and Johannes here has a van. Okay. Yeah, just let me uh, go get it. In fact, if time is of the essence, let me drive. No offense, but you kind of drive like an old man. I've been an old man for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Don't hold it against me. How old is Jeremiah? Every time you ask, he gives you a different number. Okay, but it actually matters. There's setting details where it actually matters how old you are. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. The older you get, the less connected to, like, caring about people. It's a psychological condition called derangement. Once your time frame gets too far out, you start seeing humans as, like, objects. It usually happens around 300-ish it, it start, you, the yeah, the, the first little bits of it start to set in around 300. You, you go from, like, people are people to people are pawns. Full-scale derangement sets in around 800. All right. So. Except for Merlin. Merlin ha- is a special case because Merlin drank from the Fountain of Youth, and it's it's a different thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Hmm. Not the Fountain of Youth, uh, the Holy Grail. Goddamn. All right. Well, I will say that he is certainly younger than 300. He was definitely okay. born in the United States, probably in the early 20th century. Okay, so no cause for alarm then. Just curious. Alright, so we are acquiring a car. We have this motherfucker's home address. We need to get there. We need to knock down his doors. Boss, whatever uh, stuff you want to bring with you. I mean, I got all my stuff in my pockets. Well, he, he just leaves, heads into the back rooms. You hear sounds of rummaging, and when he comes back out, he looks pretty much identical. Same coat, 
no appearance. Or the, the, he does not appear to be carrying anything extra, but you know that that is deceptive. Right. I would just like to note uh, a thing that I am capable of doing is I can hotwire anything. So <laughs> in the time it takes you to go into the back and come back out, Dawn has taken your car to go get her car. <laughs> I have to get my car back. Where are we, by the way, in Baltimore? Um, that depends. Uh, bo- uh, Bobbin, give me like what kind of neighborhood you would like, and I can give you a rough estimate of where you are. One of the safer black neighborhoods. One of the safer black neighborhoods. Um, you would probably be somewhere around the Wilson Heights, Walterton, uh, Moravia Walther area, like around here up in the, um, well, between up Hartford the and Bel Air. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. You, so we're not I, having, I, I'm mainly asking because I'm curious as to how far across town we're going to drive. Okay. Yeah. The nice thing about, um, Fairchild, uh, being where he is, is that he's, not that far from everywhere. Like, he's basically in the dead center of, like, where the majority of the city is. I'm not going to say, like, he's very close to, like, Curtis Bay or Brooklyn, which are, like, super down south on, like, that weird-ass peninsula the city has. But, like, from the... If you consider the Inner Harbor, like, the beginning of the city, uh, Fairchild is in, like, the middle of the city. Yeah. I was just wondering, because, you know, it's the middle of the night by now, I think. What time yeah. is it, actually? Um, it took you guys a couple hours to get the, uh, to get the ritual going, and then there was that confrontation with, uh, with Harold. So I'll say it's about, like, we'll say, like, 11 at night. Okay. Yeah, so we've got about seven hours, so we don't actually need to fucking fly across the city. I was asked to. I was asked to get a fa- to get a fast car, so I'm already doing it. All, and also, to be fair, Fairchild might not be home. Is the thing? Yeah, that's, you don't, you don't that's know. also fair. And Fairchild, even if he is home, might get to his car before we can get to him. <laughs> well, I can do things about that if it comes down to it. <laughs> well, maybe he can do things that counter that. So let's stay prepared. Okay. All right. So, here's what I will ask of Dawn. Yes. Uh, let, me see, let me see what you've got on your character. Oh, okay. I need you to roll me act under pressure, but uh, you do get your driver stuff, so you get a plus one ongoing for that. Okay. For um, what purpose? Uh, basically, to out to outrace Enforcer. Oh, Enforcer just shows up immediately. Um, no, it's it's not going to be immediately. That's why I'm. That's why you're racing against him with this roll. But uh, well, you I got, got a ten. You got a ten. So you're definitely going to get like Enforcer is not going to have time at all to show up, and in fact, will probably take a round or two to show up during the actual fight. So that's what I was going with that. Bitch. 
So ba basically, if you had failed, fair trial would be ready for you. If you had gotten a mixed success, um, you and Enforcer would have basically arrived at the same time. He would have had help the entire fight, but uh, but he wouldn't have had any special preparations. And this 10 means that you get to him way before Enforcer does, and as a result, he's going to be alone for one or two rounds of combat. How unfortunate for him. Yeah, how unfortunate for him. He's not a particularly tough person. Uh, Bloody Mary is technically the monster that I statted, and, uh, and Fairchild is a minion, so... Oh, rip. Yup. How unfortunate for him. How unfortunate for him. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Um, so, as far as I can tell in Oakenvale, all of the houses are, well, at Oaken least most Shaw? of the houses... Oakenshaw, Please, let's be, let's be exact. Okay, so in Oakenshaw, as far as I can tell from browsing around on Google Maps real quick to to get a general idea of what it looks like, um, the houses are basically brick, red brick uh, townhouses that are all connected to each other, and they've got like shingled roofs. Um, multiple stories it looks like there's also attics in there uh but so the walls are thin so when shit starts going down people are probably going to call the cops and say hey there's a lot of noise going on in the house next to me can you probably come it sounds like someone's being murdered sounds like someone's being murdered in baltimore it's weird <laughs> sounds like there's a sword fight happening across the street <laughs> at which point the d the the DHEA will probably be like, fuck, sword fight. They said to say sword fight. Now we gotta go investigate if it's weirdos or not. <laughs> um, I heard but, someone uh, encanting. It sounds like Latin, but they're <laughs> really bad at it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, the, so there is going to be that particular uh, particular snag is that once it starts popping someone is probably going to call the police whether it be the normal police or the magic police but someone is going to call the police it's the sound of the police hey colin a uh, a an area of effect soundproofing big magic what are the asks gonna be on that okay so the asks on that uh here's what i will do for every one you want to skip, I'm going to require you to roll use magic. So immediately there's going to be one use magic roll that's required. So you can't skip over that one. Um, okay. It is going to need some rare and weird ingredients, which um, unless the well, Bobbin could always uh, roll, always prepared to see if he has it. So you might not have those on hand, especially if you're just going right now. You don't have access to the... Uh, I mean, we have we have seven hours on the clock. Fair. Well, the cop co clock. Not that's not the enforcer clock. Yeah. And it's going to have a specific side effect or danger, which you could like. Like I said, you could skip by choosing to roll use magic again. Oh, but I love when bad shit happens to me out of nowhere. <laughs> and you are an apprentice mage. You're supposed to be cocky. Well. I'm not cocky so much as I have very little self-preservation instinct. Yeah, I, that's what I just said. 
I don't, it's not that I'm expecting not to get hurt, it's just that I don't care if I get hurt. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I'll accept both of those. Uh, so, where are you going to get the weird ingredients from? Are you going to take some time to prepare and risk Enforcer being able to warn Fairchild? Or are you going to see if, uh, if Jeremiah has them on hand? I mean, might as well do the thing that might work and just negate this problem. Hey, boss, what do you have in your pockets right now? Depends. What do you need them for? Area of effect soundproofing. I don't want the neighbors calling the police. Ah, good. No, it's a good call. Didn't get my silencer when I was in there. Well, let me see here. Mufflers. Mufflers. Ah, mufflers. Here. That's an Thanks. 11. So, so yeah, you have, you, have the, uh, you have the weird <laughs> On a 10 plus, I have it here right now. Yep. Um, so you have the weird materials. So there's that. I didn't, I didn't think of anything in particular because, uh, you know, it's just sure. asking on the fly. But mufflers. <laughs> yeah, mufflers sounds good. Um, yep. So uh, are you... ear, I hand over ear mufflers and a... I was uh, hoping it would be a real car muffler. A motorcycle muffler. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Car muffler's a little too big for my for my pockets. All right. Uh, so are so you I going to... I take one, I take the other, I put the earmuffs on the motorcycle muffler, and I just kind of stare at this weird little <laughs> totem I've created. So are you going to accept the uh, side Here, effect? Well, You'll need this too, yes. black chalk. All right, so go ahead and roll the one use uh, use magic. Uh, let me check my shit right now. Uh, this is not crowded or chaotic. This is I'm casting this on the inside of a car. A little bit crowded. An eight. An eight. So choose a glitch. I don't want weekend. I don't want short duration. I'm already taking a problematic side effect. I'll just, I'll eat a harm. Okay. Yep, the uh, the force of the using the magic that you've been being taught slash self-learned uh, just causes a real nasty headache. Get the last rune inscribed in there, press my thumb into the middle of the circle, and then just, like, my hand snaps back. I've got a bunch of, like, cuts all over my arm now. Fuck. Screwed that up. I think I got the proportions wrong. Shit still work though. Yep. So you'll uh, so that'll pop off um, when you get closer. I'm imagining you don't want to pop it off right now because that would just be a waste. I I've literally like created a totem. Like I I put the earmuffs on the motorcycle muffler and, and drawn runes into it, and it's like I just got to plant this in his front yard, and then it'll activate. It's a nice bubble for us to be very quiet inside, or okay. I guess be very loud inside and for everybody else yeah. there are there are lawns it looks like a lot of raised lawns but there are lawns so that work that does work all right so you arrive at Fairchild's uh you arrive at Fairchild's house somewhere on a university place which is a real street is there a car in the driveway uh no but also, um, it doesn't look like everybody 
there, there's no cars on the front driveway. There might be people who like park around back or on the sides of the street and just walk a little bit. Is this a house house? It's it's a townhouse. So it is okay. a house house connected to other houses. Yeah, I've lived in a townhouse. So I know what that's about. Okay. So a there's a good chance there's a good chance that any garage or driveway is out back. Is there a front garage? Because like I've lived in a townhouse where like no, the, no, there's there's the a how, the the doors to each house are on like different faces of the structure. Right. No, there's no uh, front garage. Yeah. So we approach and I'll wind up planting my little totem out in the shrubbery out front. Okay. Yeah, that works. It doesn't make a loud rustle because it's completely silent. We we pull up and I'm like, ah oh, shit! I didn't realize it would be like this, and I gotta like hastily etch out some runes and reapply them. It's like I, I gotta make sure the bubble's the right shape. I thought I I was going for more circular, but it turns out I actually want like something really oblong. Give me a second here. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't make you roll again. You you fix it. It's no big deal. Yeah, these are definitely uh, townhouses with rear-facing garages. Yeah, or okay. at least spots where you like park in out back see if there was a front facing garage I was gonna have Don just slash his tires so he couldn't flee that way yeah thought occurred to me too <laughs> I mean once you get in the house I can just let myself out in out back speaking of which hey uh, can I roll burglar to let myself in quietly I was just about to ask if you wanted to roll burglary also, oh, and hey, can I have a plus one considering we have a sound muffling totem in the front yard? You know what? Yes, that that makes sense. I got a nine. Yeah, nine. So you get to choose one out of those three or two out of those three. I get to pick uh, a ten on a seven or nine. Pick two. Hey, I get to pick two. OK, uh, well, I know the exact ones I wanted. I'd like okay. to get in undetected and I want to and I want to find what I was after. OK, yeah. Um. If he's not here, I want to know where he went. Uh, he is here. He is not asleep because elves don't really sleep. They sort of trance and they only need to do that for a couple hours a day as opposed to like, you know, eight. So uh, he's a tiny bit of a night owl. Um, they, they can sleep if they are like with a human and they find it weird. Uh, but, you know, they, they don't have to. Um, so he is currently just making dinner. Uh, he's, it looks like he got, he's coming off of work. Uh, he's not wearing his tie or his vest anymore, but he is wearing like a nice white shirt and he's like in black, uh, is it slacks or no, in like black dress pants. And, uh, he hasn't even taken off his shoes yet. And he's currently like chopping up some carrots or something. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, uh, we are here to murder this guy, correct? Yeah, you're here to murder this guy. Uh, extremely. Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm going to shoot him with my hunting rifle. Just uh. have that around town? <laughs> I'm not around town, but we were driving my car. Oh, fair enough. Actually, well, I mean, we do have we do have a totem that, that muffles sound, so I could use my loud hunting rifle. Yeah. The neighbors will not hear it. That's the whole yeah. point of the move. Yep. So, uh, 
yeah, we're going to murder this man, this murderer, in cold blood, at least. All right, yeah, go ahead and roll kick some ass. I'm about to end this man's whole career, also his fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) This is for being a shitty therapist. I roll an eight. You roll an eight. So um, how much damage does that do? Two harm, far, loud. All right, so it is reduced to one harm because he has one armor. Um, Wow, what a fucking jackass. Yep, uh, your shot is true, and you get him in the shoulder, but it looks like it hits a magical barrier, because, like, you see a bright blue uh, force that wasn't there just, like, pierce him, and he screams, and then he realizes that no sound is coming out, and this is where the... Uh, uh, so, Colin, I, I want to be clear. The point of the totem is, to, like, sound carries fine indoors, because he would have noticed if his knife chopping just doesn't make sound anymore. Okay, it's fair. keeping sound from transmitting outside. All right. Um, so the effect that he, that was going to happen, which you actually negated with a good roll, so congratulations on that, was that he immediately knew that uh, something was going to go on and get the and get the drop on you. But then you rolled burglary and chose that you got in undetected, so you completely negated the de- the bad downside. Congratulations. Cool. Um, but yeah, he does get a retaliatory strike. And um, he makes some uh, he makes some gestures and says some words in Elvish, and then make and then like thrusts one of his hands at you, and all of a sudden vines just start growing out from the floor and start constricting themselves around you. So uh, take two harm, and oh, uh, you are okay. re- you you are restrained. Well, you you don't have to. You can. Uh, subtract any armor if you've got armor. I don't have armor. Okay, yeah, so take two harm. Um, he is casting... I, I do say, you know, for a murderer, this is the lamest spell I've ever seen. <laughs> He's not going to reply. He just says something in Elvish that you don't understand unless you want to rule that you understand Elvish. Have you all learned Elvish in the last two years that magic has been a thing? I... Mm. I mean, it seems reasonable that I might know Elvish. I mean, I, if if we're all here, I would know Elvish. You're not all here. Like, I think... I, I mean, think, I think I kind of went ahead a little bit, and just as soon as I saw him, I just fucking lined up the shot before he could get... He could see me yeah. and... And, you well, know... And, let, and the, we let the rogue go in first, and then we just heard a fucking hunting rifle go out, so... No, you didn't. You know, they're they're inside. Yeah, we were with, Are, we're within the bubble. Okay. The bubble encompasses the the property. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you, then you also heard magic going off, and like thorny vines start restricting uh, and cutting into Dawn's flesh. And he also um, looks over and to uh, to his table. He rushes over and he grabs his cane and he just. He just uh, yanks at it, and yeah, there was a fucking sword in there. He's that sort of fancy motherfucker that he would have a sword in there. All right, who wants to go next? <laughs> you hear loudly from the next room, a cane sword? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, so the NPC round is he crosses the room and draws his sword. Neat. Yeah. Cool. Got it. All right. So I, I think I will step in at this point and say, get with the times, man. Pull out my magnum. <laughs> is that it's 
that is one of my monster slaying weapons. I take it you want to shoot him. Yeah. I mean, I... For tough, I have no bonus whatsoever, but I might as well fire and get an 11 on the dice. Yes. Fire, get an 11 on the dice. Which, which uh, extra effect do you want? Oh boy, I need to look at this one. Yeah. So it's either one plus one forward is created that someone can use. You will take one less harm on the retaliatory strike. You deal one more harm to him, or you can force him into a position that you like. All right. I think uh, I would just want this to end quickly. So one extra harm. So that's four harm instead of three. And so he takes, well, he does take three harm. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you shoot him and it gets, and you get him like right in the kidney and he curses and, uh, doesn't another casting and the thorns that were cutting into Dawn's flesh just explode out of the vines and uh, hit at you. You take two harm. Uh, they are magic, so they will ignore any armor that you might have. And uh, no, I don't they are have armor. Okay, so yeah, you still take two harm. And uh, forceful, so you are basically thrown back into the next room. Which gives... And like you're, and you're like you're on your back, so you're going to um, so you're going to uh, end up probably taking a bit of a penalty unless you know Sims manages to kill him now because he th honestly does not have too much harm left. Uh, Johannes, yeah, Johannes. So I, I get knocked back through the doorway. I just walk through, giving Johannes a perfect opportunity to step in. Yes. Yeah, so we, here's the deal. This guy's got one armor, which means that I can either roll tough at a minus one to hit him for one, or I can use magic. Okay. Now, a uh, question, Colin. Hmm? Would, would the situation in this townhome qualify as crowded and chaotic? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Cool. <laughs> well... Bad news for Fairchild, because the game is fixed. Okay. Um. Are you are you doing use magic? This is an important yes. question. Okay, so I will say this. Fairchild has a magic ring that gives him a... That gives all use magic effects to uh, cast on him a minus one. Oh, well, I negate that then, because okay, the game yeah. is fixed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was getting at. I didn't want... So it's just, it's just a flat thing. So go yeah. for it. Roll it. Huh? I don't know what I just rolled. But I rolled a seven. seven. You rolled a seven. Uh, I am just going to deal one harm. Ignore armor. Okay. That one's down to two. I, I, I'm going to say this. Like, you guys know that he's he's the regular NPC, so he, he by virtue of the game, has... Uh, seven hit points, and he's down to two. All right. Um, okay, and now, now, mm -hmm. I rolled a seven on use magic, so I get a glitch. Oh, yeah, this is true. I am quite visibly human. I just mm -hmm. struck this man with magic. I feel like I should be the center of his whole world right oh, now. Oh, oh, God, yes. Um, he is going to, uh, he's going to take his cane sword. Now, he's gonna go oh, I, did, I did not kick some ass, so I don't get a retaliatory strike. 
Alright. Um He's cool. And it is, this is Dawn's turn, but I feel like when it comes back around to his turn, if he lives to his next turn. Yeah. Alright. Dawn, you are up. Uh you are restrained. So you're currently being held by these magic thorny vines. You say I'm being held? Yes. But uh what question? Yes. If I were to you if I were to roll uh act under pressure to I don't know, try and force my way out or something. Would the vine would I come out of the vines or would the vines come out of the ground? Is what I'm asking. Um What I'm getting at is, hey, if I successfully roll uh act under pressure could I maybe just uh, rip the fucking vines out with me and tackle Fairchild? Here's what I will say. Roll, act under pressure. If you get a 10, that will happen. If you get a 7 to 9, you get out of the vines. You do not get the vines out of the ground. I got an 8. Yeah, an 8. So you got you get out of the vines. Um, cool, cool. Oh, well. All right. So, uh... Yeah, you, you kind of had to spend your entire turn, like, getting out of those. Uh, and at this point, Fairchild it's is It's fine. Going... It was an extremely yep. Roxanne move. Yep. Um, Fair... And at this point, Fairchild is going to act on that um, immediate unwelcome attention, move over to, uh, to Johannes, and try and stab him with the cane sword. So go ahead and roll uh, Act Under Pressure to try and avoid that, please. Um, unless you have a thing that uh, I I might have a thing is uh, what you call attacking somebody with a sword to be a skillful action. Yeah, he's pretty skillfully trained in this. Okay, cool. So I'm going to use magic again and roll a ten. And uh, my use magic effect is someone fails a skilled task. (laughs) All right. Yeah. uh, You bait. He swings and misses at you. I don't even move. Yeah, yeah, you just basically just move your head a little bit. Um, however, it Ooh, is... buddy. It is, <laughs> at this point... Go ahead and just roll me sharp. Who, me? Yeah, it is, it is technically still... He is the one attacking you, I guess. Okay. Well, that's a seven. Seven. You won't be able to get enough time to warn... Uh, to warn Jeremiah about it, but you see Enforcer in poor uh, reflection conditions in, like, the stainless steel refrigerator that he has uh, in the windows. Um, if the... Do people have television... TVs in their kitchens anymore? I, I don't own a TV in the kitchen. Depends on I how rich they are. on the person. Yeah, depends on the type of person. And and the layout of the building as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, but like the point is there's a cu- there's a couple of things in here with poor reflection conditions and you can see enforcer, but you are not going to get have enough time to uh warn Jeremiah about it before Bloody Mary gets to go. Is she appearing in multiple panes at once? No, but she is moving between them. Okay. And I forgot to describe Enforcer. Um, Enforcer is the 
second most humanly proportional uh, of the Bloody Marys that you have seen, aside from Dealmaker. Uh, her arms are a little bit too long, and uh, her neck is a little bit too... Co- looks like cocked too naturally. Um, but she is dressed in clothes that have been torn because she has glass all inside her. It's like in her elbows, in her shoulders. There's bits sticking out of her face. Uh, Her fingers have glass shards that are just look like sick, sickly looking nails and she is bleeding out of her hands. Uh, Bosco, it is your turn. Well, Fairchild has just stepped towards the doorway in order to attack Johannes. So I am basically just going to sit up, aim with both hands, and fire a second time. All right. Go ahead and roll it. All right. I got a six. You got a six. You're out of luck. I could really use some help. There could be a help out. I feel like my presence as consuming his entire attention could be impetus for a help out. That's that's fair enough, so go ahead and roll help out. A nine. A nine. So, um, so you don't have to try and warn, uh, uh, Jeremiah, because Bloody Mary is actually going to go after you, so basically both of them are going to get well, Fairchild's going to get a, a retaliatory strike, regardless, and um, Bloody Mary is going to try and attack you. So, uh, Johannes, go ahead and roll. Uh, act under pressure to avoid Bloody Mary. Just Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, because there's there's an order of operations here. Is Bloody Mary attacking me before or after the bullet hits? Same time. It's all happening at the same time. Okay. All right. Well, because, yeah, um, I am doing at least two harm to this guy. Yeah. The counting armor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After so armor. You, yeah. Yeah. Eight. So, eight. Um, you will. You're gonna get nicked a little bit. Um. It's already operating at a minus one for the uh, for the poor mirroring conditions, and I will say that your mix success, like you dodge a little bit out of the way, but you're not going to get entirely out of the way. So Enforcer basically tries uh, slashing across your chest, but you move in such a way that it slashes your arm instead. Take one harm that you can apply armor to if you have any. I, too, have no armor. All right. I also need you to roll me uh, plus tough right now, please. Ah, that thing at a minus one. Cool. Great. Love it. That's a four. All right. Is this um, something I want to spend luck on? Because I've got one more of those for uh, this session. Probably, probably not, because Fairchild's going is about to die, and it's, it even though it's an ongoing effect, it's not super debilitating. You're just basically you're just going to have a minus one ongoing until you use first aid to staunch this horrible bleeding that's going on. Mm, it's not ongoing okay. damage. It's just like you're woozy from the lack of blood, a little bit. Um, however. Fairchild uh, does get a retaliatory strike against uh, against Jeremiah, so uh, he is going to try and he's going to. I mean, either way, they're both to harm, so he's going to um, 
do another explosive thorns, like the thorns that uh, that Dawn just got out of. They explode again and uh, hit you for two harm. However, I'm not even going to ask you... Well, it, it doesn't matter. You deal two harm to him. So uh, you shoot him right in the heart, and he looks down, and he doesn't even get another word before he just falls over dead. I wave at Enforcer in the mirror. Um, Enforcer looks that at the uh, at Fairchild's body falling, and it looks like she was about to go for another strike against you, and then looks at the body and just disappears into inking blackness because, like, fuck it, the, the contract holder is dead. There's no reason to keep going. Kind of, like, light salute at the mirror, even if she's already gone. Uh, congratulations. Fairchild, formerly of Summer, is now officially dead. Dead as hell. Fuck that guy. I immediately start snatching up any any bullet casings on the ground and look under the sink for something uh, for, like, bleach to just pour over all of the bloodstains. <sighs> nice yeah. shooting there, boss. He's got bleach. I'm, you guys won. I'll give you what you want. Haven't killed a man like that in a couple of years. Mm. Hey, uh, Don, play your rooting around down there. See if you can find a first aid kit. I am having some problems. I'm, I'm currently making this crime scene worse. Yeah, uh, I've got one in the car, but... Uh, yeah, he's got one in here. <laughs> yeah, here, take it. Thank you, and I will patch myself off up so I'm not continuing to actively bleed all over this crime scene. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I am basically just going to, like... I'm taking the bottle of bleach with me, but I'm going to pour it out as if I went out a different door and then take the bottle with me okay. out the front door. Yeah. I didn't get get out undetected or don't leave a mess, but I feel like I am being uh, at least a little bit sneaky about this. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I don't want to like... give them I don't want to give them the like. I don't want to make it obvious enough that they have to actually go after us, even though they obviously know we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking turn to Jeremiah. So, um, do you know a guy like? What do we, do we just leave him here, or do you know a guy that does like dead high elf storage? Like I said, I don't usually go around murdering people. I don't suppose you can open that door to the tentacle pit here. I was just about to fucking suggest that, honestly. <laughs> Actually. Maybe I can trawl through my memories for something relevant to the case at hand by searching my dark past. Okay. Thinking about all those bodies I buried. <laughs> okay. So that gets me one question with seven. Uh, what black magic do I know that could help here? Honestly, you know the tentacle pit. Just put him in your car and like drive to your, drive to your place and throw him in the tentacle pit. The tentacles will take care of that. You don't know if they eat. You don't know if they have like digestive enzymes on their tentacles, but, but they're it's... always a little nicer to me after I do it. Yeah. Also, 
access to the tentacle pit is quite exclusive. Harold will not be investigating the tentacle pit for the body. Yeah, actually, I'll just uh, summon a portal right here. Drop him straight in. Less blood getting everywhere. Yep, there you go. His body just sort of slides right in, and you hear some ungodly sounds for a hot second before you close it. If if I was still I requiring rolls, I would make everyone roll plus weird to see if they avoid sanity damage, essentially, but... <laughs> oh, that's neat. Oh, I kind of want to go back in there to watch. No, you don't. I feel like there's a better than average chance that uh, this portal opens up to so much of a different place in the tentacle pit that uh, I'm not going to be able to find the door on the other side. I'd like it very much if you didn't. Yeah. I once got curious enough to stick around. I lost two days. Uh, okay. I, re- <sighs> I have no idea what happened during those two days. I just woke up back in my bed. Hmm. And my calendar was off. Now I'm even more curious, but okay. I'll trust you on this one. Uh, wow, this Don, seems like a conversation for the car. Yeah, hey, Don, uh, how's cleanup going? Do you need, like, another set of hands? Oh, yeah, I, nope. I just, I've, I've just assumed that we've been doing our best to just scrub down surfaces from uh, gunpowder residue, clean up our own personal blood spatters, you don't have to worry about my gun casings because it's a revolver. Here, everybody, uh, just to make sure that we're not like leaving fingerprints everywhere, I pull out a couple pairs of magician's gloves. I pass them around. Mm-hmm. I have those. I have magic trip trick props. It's a good. It's a good thing you created the magic the, the magic silence thing because man, the cops would have been here forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a rich part of town. They they know where to show up and where not to. I have fucking infinite handkerchiefs that I can use to wipe up the blood. And I certainly <laughs> I certainly would not have pulled out the magnum without the silence effect up. Yeah, I um I feel like I probably have gloves considering I'm a professional burglar. But yeah, good good idea. Now what do we do about the bullet holes? It's Baltimore. They were always there. Leave them there. It's, uh... All right. They're, they're going to figure a few things out anyway, and uh, I'm just going to swap out the barrel of my gun. Did, uh... Did the bullets even punch through, considering they, like, I don't know, hit his magic shield also? Yeah, they, they all hit his magic shield. They are in his body. And his body is in the tentacle pit. Yeah. Wow, how convenient. If this wasn't a townhouse, I would just burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we... We have fucking... Six and a half hours to scrub this place clean. I'm sure we do a pretty good job. I don't know about you, but I've hit the unstable uh, threshold. I only got hit once. I don't think Johannes got hit at all. Uh, I took damage one from Bloody from Mary. The... Oh, yeah, you did take hit damage from Bloody Mary, and then you also took damage from uh, my the, casting the, earlier. The casting, yeah. Okay. So you took more damage than I thought. I meant two harm. Unstable is actually kind of dangerous because it doesn't 
fix without a move or like NPC medical assistance. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's not very specific. It's just by the sound of things, if we were to continue the hunt without stopping for rest and repairs, then Colin would be able to just at various appropriate points, assign me extra harm extra harm or other effects i've used it to knock uh players unconscious before yeah i've i've broken chloe's arm as a result of unstable at one point right which is oddly enough not the worst thing that has ever happened to that character (laughs) for now at least the action has stopped so we will be going back to my place where i will be pulling out some of my magical repair juju We'll be going to where I left your car so you can drive your car back. And I'm going to get Johannes to do that. I'm kind of hurt. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Also, to be fair, for all of Baltimore's faults, it has excellent medical care. I mean, I I feel like it would have collapsed under its own weight by now if it hadn't had that. Uh, Yeah, um, Johns Hopkins is one of the best hospitals in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, there's also like another hospital that they have that is real good that I don't remember remember what it is. The one that uh, we did the vampire hunt in. Oh, yeah. University of Maryland Medical Center is also very good. Yeah. Okay, so we're good. We don't need to worry about dying from bleeding out. We're all very calm about having just murdered somebody. Look, I was in the show for a lot of years. Shit happens sometimes. You should have seen the time the guy got trampled by an elephant. No, we didn't do elephants. We didn't oh. do animals. Oh, How hard oh. you gotta abuse those things to make them do anything you want? Nah, we weren't. Yeah, plus that kind of uh, circus has gone out of style for yeah. decades at this point. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I even saw, like, advertisement for that kind of circus. Probably, like, 2015 or some shit. Uh, so, do we meet any resistance getting back home, Colin? No, um, like, you guys, like, it's not gonna take that long to clean a townhouse. Townhouses are, I I speak from experience for living in one, townhouses are kind of small. You manage to contain the combat to one room of it basically uh one and a half tops uh it's not gonna take forever to clean it and you were given until morning and like you went in there at like 11 30 at night and you probably were done cleaning up by like 1 30 in the morning at the latest so um so no you're not going to uh, meet any resistance going home see what'd be really good is we get the entire thing just like pristine like it's suspicious how clean this is and we walk outside feeling good about how good a job we did of concealing our tracks and Harold is just like sitting on the stoop <laughs> nah nah he he gave you till morning he has to sleep too well no no he doesn't I literally just said elves don't He's have to elf. sleep fuck <laughs> but this this is something he specifically does not want to see, though, so... Yeah. I can't believe you were hack enough to say that the elves meditate. How dare you, Colin? <laughs> yeah, fucking D&D-ass trance. 
I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so we fucking all go we patch ourselves up and go back to our respective domiciles and sleep until first light. Yep. Or I guess just sleep into the rest of the day because like... Yeah, he's like... I mean, there's no further follow-up. Um, they go to Fairchild's and you know, eventually there's like a news report saying that uh, Fairchild is like wanted by the the DHEA and if you have any information regarding his whereabouts uh, call this number and if there's an arrest made uh, for your with your information then you are eligible for a reward um, but you know what no one's ever going to find that fucking body and then like three hours after that announcement goes off Harold takes him off of the wanted list because he knows Yeah, he's, he's not going to waste police databanks keeping that shit on file yeah, I really want to know who tipped off the cops. Oh, was Bloody it Mary! Fairchild? A Bloody Mary did. Bloody Mary did. Uh, it's uh, I revealed it in the um, in the post credit stinger that you guys didn't get get to listen to. Stalker got to see Jeremiah's face. So what they did, what uh, they did when they realized that you guys were an were an unknown variable, was uh, leader made a call to the DHEA saying hey somebody fitting this description is probably going to be doing black magic uh and wouldn't you know it Harold's like god damn it I know who that guy is and had to and went and got a warrant to uh to bring you in for questioning I can't believe Mary Queen of Scots is a fucking narc (laughs) no I take that back I can Right. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, everyone. You did it. You solved the puzzle. You solved my mirror puzzle. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll do end of session stuff just in case we ever go back to these characters. But like, I, I don't know if we will or not. But hey, we might as well keep it in mind. Uh, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yes. Uh, did we save someone from a certain death or worse? Yes. Yes. To someone's. Uh, I specifically had two more people uh i had two more profiles pop up and if you didn't get to um person three i would have given you hints to get to person four before they died and like used him as another fucking dude i would have used let you use him uh have another out um because another way to solve this mystery was to let uh the bloody marys think they fulfilled the contracts and then trick them into and basically trick them into leaving while the people were still alive but uh you guys yeah you guys gravitated to the easiest and fastest solution well not the fastest the fastest would have been to join the uh bloody mary conglomerate did we learn something new and important about the world this is up to you guys yeah well we we learned that bloody mary is a collective rather than an individual okay Mm -hmm. yeah i'll count that and uh did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters yeah, Jeremiah has a fucking door to te- the tentacle dimension. <laughs> yes! Okay, there we go. Yeah. Not just the tentacle dimension. The tentacles <laughs> are sometimes very good for magical reagents, and no one else had one, so I had to improvise. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, that's four yeses. <laughs> it's very hard so, to find tentacles on Earth. So everybody go ahead and give yourself two experience points. Hey, cool, I leveled up. Hey, cool, I leveled up. I leveled up. All right, cool. Uh, if you guys want to choose a level up option, go ahead. Uh, you don't have to do it now. And like I said, I have no idea if we'll ever return to these characters, but uh, I would not be, I would not object to returning to these characters. I do have a couple of hunts left over from Baltimore that uh, that I could run if we, if need arise again. I used my improvement to back up what I was saying, because now my now my haven has an infirmary. Ah, there we go. I took another show option. I get to do that one time. I took magic and illusions. I can roll plus weird to craft illusions that fool everybody. I'm very good at bamboozling people. You are. It's very good. Uh, I took another crooked move. Uh, I took Notorious. I have a reputation from my criminal past. When I reveal who I am, my terrifying reputation counts as a reason for people to do what I ask. Oh, there we go. Very When nice. you manipulate someone. Uh, I kind of stopped comma when you manipulate someone. Revealing your identity to someone can bring other problems later, of course. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite of Steiner's polite and friendly demeanor. Yeah. Steiner gets to always have the excuse of, well, I'm such a nice guy about it to make people act like a 7 to 9 is a 10 plus. Yours is, I'm fucking terrifying. Don't cross me. <laughs> I've got a baseball bat and I'm no and I am a known quantity in the criminal underworld. I have a baseball bat and a criminal record that I'm not afraid to let get bigger. <laughs> I sold my soul to the devil. What do you think I'll do to you? <laughs> and a goddamn cold iron sword. And a goddamn goddamn cold iron sword. Yep. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope you had fun returning to Baltimore, where uh, everybody dies except for the people who don't. I, I don't know. Uh, good night. <laughs> nice job there, Colin. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, no. You donked it. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. See you in the tentacle pit. No. <laughs> Good times only. <laughs> <laughs>